Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Imprint. I'm very grateful to have you here. Very happy to have you here. If this is the first time that you are listening to the podcast, then I would really encourage you to click on the follow button. Or if you are a longtime listener and you've yet to leave a five star rating or review, would really appreciate that. All right. I'm kind of feeling a little bit tentative about sharing this one because it's a very personal story, but I think that it's one that you will really resonate with in the sense that I think we all go through these hurdles. We all go through these challenges and we all have to face a moment where we make a decision and we make a decision about who we are going to become and what we really want. And if we really want to pursue our dreams. And this is what happened to me. I was always the sort of person that I, I knew I was creative, but I didn't really know how to challenge it or channel it. I should say, I didn't know. I didn't have that definitive thing about what I wanted to do when I left school. One of my best friends, she always knew she wanted to be a psychologist and she is still a psychologist. She went to university. We went to the same university. She went and did um, the psych stream. Then she went and did her honors. And so she is now registered as a clinical psychologist and has been working in that field for 20 years plus. And at the time, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew that I loved creativity. I knew I loved words. I knew I really wanted to have a life rich in experiences, but I thought like, but what do I do? And back then it wasn't clear, you know, the, the paths, career paths were very defined. It was like, you become a teacher or, you know, very like old fashioned, you know, for a woman, like a teacher or a nurse or those kind of things. And while that had started to change, it still was very regimented types of roles. So maybe if you were a creative, you might become a graphic designer or something along those lines, but it was never super clear. And so for me, I just kind of went into the world of words because I loved books. I loved writing and I went down the journalism path and that was great. And I really loved it. And then I eventually got to the point where I was able to work in the world of magazines and interior magazines. And that was when I was like, wow, I love this. I can't believe I get paid to do this. I didn't get paid very well, but I can't believe that I get to work in the world of interiors. I get to interview interior designers. I get to go to people's homes and interview people about their homes and learn about them. I get to eventually then I went into styling and I put my hand to become a stylist and I got to create spaces. I got to, you know, create like a nursery or an office or a living room and I create all these sets and go, you know, out and source things for these spaces and just come up with a creative idea and 
bring it to life. And it was so much fun. And then I got to style people's homes and it was so much fun. And, you know, all the time, I just, I couldn't believe that this kind of work actually existed. And it, I really, really loved it. But when I was then in that stage of, you know, I was working as an interior stylist, an interior writer, and really enjoying that type of work. But I could see that there were some stylists out there and different kind of creatives that they really owned their own style. And I could see that this was integral to their success. This is, was how they got book deals. This was how they got magazine columns. This was how they got their work featured in Vogue Living. This was how they got that, you know, high end clients and collaborations and everyone wanted to be part of their world. And I could see that those people really owned their own style. And when you're starting out as a creative, you know, it is natural and it's just part of the process that when you start out, you know, you look at what other people are doing and, you know, you imitate to a certain extent. I mean, that is how you learn. Um, <clears throat> you know, Picasso would create his first works were in the style of the masters and, you know, those classical drawings and paintings, you know, after Gauguin and those types of artists. And so that is what happens when you start out in any creative field. If you are a film director, you know, you are influenced by the great um, directors of the past and you are, you know, you study them and you notice the way that they do things. And, and that is a really important part of the process. But then there comes a point where you then have to start putting your own imprint on what you do so that it becomes recognizable as your own work. And then people come to you because they are, um, they are connected with what is most important to you. And they see a little of themselves in that. They see, yes, I value that too. I love that too. And that is how you create that emotional connection. So for me, when I first started out, you know, of course I was looking at what other stylists were doing and thinking, I like that and I like this and I'm going to do a little bit of this. And, and there was still, you know, I can still recognize the thread of my own style in those, even that very first shoot, I can still see my own style. However, when it came time, because I'd had this on my heart for a very, very long time to create a book and I created a proposal for that book because that's usually the best way to try and get a book deal is that you create a proposal that is an example of what it will look and feel like. Ideally, you do a photo shoot. If it's of um, an interiors book, then you will do a photo shoot of a home or if you're in a style spaces, what they're going to look like so that the publisher can really get an idea of what it looks and feels like. And if this is going to be something they want to publish, if you're doing a cookbook, you know, you would do a selection of recipes, maybe three recipes, a sample of what it's going to look like inside. So they really get a sense of what it's going to look and feel like. Obviously, if you're writing a nonfiction book or a, or even a fiction book, you would write a few uh, chapter samples so that they get a sense of the content, your writing style, and, and that is how they make that decision. So for an interiors book, which is something that I really had on my heart, I put a proposal together 
I did some shoots and I reached out to some people that I really admired. And, um, and I was so grateful that they said yes to agreeing to have them in their space photographed. And it was really kind of quite nerve wracking for me because this shoot, it was someone that I really admired and was kind of like my, um, you know, she wasn't an agreed mentor, but it was, it was someone that I really looked up to and I admired what she had created. And so I, I did that shoot. And I remember, even though when I was working on the magazine, I would go into people's spaces and, you know, I was editing things for the camera. And when it came to doing the styling and the photo shoot of her space, I felt kind of really this resistance within me to change anything because, well, you know, one, I wanted it to reflect her, but, um, you know, I was really deferring to her in terms of her style and her aesthetic. And so I remember then I had this proposal that we put together and we created these backgrounds that we then put the images on. And I kind of created like some PDFs that I sent through to the publisher. And I went to an interview. I, I got an interview with one publisher and um, I'd had, I can't remember where this was in the order of things. I think that this was actually the second one because the first one was with Penguin and she kind of liked it, but she said, ultimately she said she was leaving. And so I thought, well, why did you have this meeting with me if you're leaving? Like, I just thought it was such a waste of time anyway. And so then I went to another meeting with a publisher and she looked at it and she was looking through and she said, you know, to be honest. And so this person that I had shot her space, she was dressed in a very casual way for the photo shoot. And she was even wearing thongs. Now, for those of you who aren't Australian, this is like flip-flops and just rubber flip-flops. She was wearing a, a singlet, a white singlet, some shorts and some thongs or flip-flops. And, um, and I remember the publisher said this one thing to me and it's still like, as I, I can hear her saying it, and it really still has this visceral reaction within me. Like I just, I kick myself every time I think about this, what she said to me, she said, you know, I don't really want to see this person walking around in their thongs. And it kind of really cut me because I had put so much of my heart and soul into creating this proposal. And I so desperately wanted a book deal. And it, she kind of cut me down. And the, the truth was that I can see that she was completely right. I mean, at the time I was gutted. Like I really felt like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's just said that. And like, she's just really shot me down. And I just felt like, you know, a piece of crap. And I was just devastated. And she ultimately said no, like no to the book deal. And, um, and she really sort of said, look, because the, the core concept for the, the book was about creative spaces. And it was to take what it was kind of to take my blog daily imprint at the time into a book. And I felt that, that it was a great idea. And many people have gone on to create books about creative spaces. But she said, you know, I just don't know what this book is. And, you know, and I don't really want to see her walking around in her thongs. And um, but she was right. Because what had happened was I was not confident when in my own style and my own vision, when I created that proposal and when I did that shoot. And I really then 
kind of made myself small and really shrunk. And I didn't step up to who I needed to become to create that book proposal and to create that book. And I can really see that it just was not who I am now. It was a shadow of what I thought I should be. And I thought that, you know, it was still like this, um, a shadow of like the people that I looked up to. And I was kind of still in that world of replicating and duplicating and kind of living too much into other people's styles. And I hadn't really put my own heart and soul of what I truly loved into that. Anyway, that then it was probably maybe even five years past before then I did my next book proposal. And by that time, I'd moved away from the city. I was living in the country and I had, um, I really had a different perspective. And I think for me, I've spoken about this before, but moving away from the city, it enabled me to find my own voice in many ways, my own visual voice. And so I spoke to the photographer that I was working with at the time about, you know, I really want to try again. I want to try and put this book proposal together. And he said, okay, let's think about, you know, why don't you go and find the images that you really love and what you want it to look and feel like. And the same with the portraits, like what I can shoot, whatever you want, but what do you want it? Do you want them, you know, standing up straight to camera? Do you want them lounging in their spaces? And so I went through an exercise of finding my favorite images, the ones that really resonated with me. And it was such a powerful exercise because we actually went through, we had an entire archive of images from all the photo shoots that we had done over the years. And we'd shot, I don't know, well over 50 homes just for our own projects for Warns and Walton. And so I went through every single image and I, I printed off um, like the, the storyboard sheets and kind of cut them out. And then I made like, which are the images that I really, really loved? And I started to notice these patterns and just this exercise really helped me connect with what is it that I really love? And I think that combination of having that sort of that space away from the noise of the city plus really doing this exercise and going deep onto what was the thing that I really loved, that I really started to develop my own style. And then what happened was then I reached out to then people for the, the new book proposal and we did a shoot and it really was about creating something that was what I wanted to have in the book. It wasn't just kind of, I'm just going to shoot their space and it's going to look like it is. It was not to say that, you know, I was trying to manipulate spaces, but really shooting them and editing them through the, the lens of what I wanted this book to be. And so the reason that I'm sharing this with you is because that one sentence, that piece of feedback from that publisher, it really did change everything for me. It was a real wake up call that I had to stop imitating and I had to start innovating. And that if I really wanted to get a book deal, if I really wanted to take my creativity to the next level, if I really wanted to become 
the next version of myself as a stylist to become a respected and well-known stylist and for people to want to work with me and to have my work featured in you know the leading publications around the world and to have that acknowledgement of of my creative output then i really had to start showing up differently and i also had to start really connecting with my own personal style my own unique style my signature style because honestly once i worked that out once i resolved that once i really connected with that then everything changed then i created a book that was the most personal expression of who i was and who i am and what's most important to me and what is the the kind of the gift that i want to leave to the world because i've always had this feeling that i want to be able to look back on my life and feel like i've made a difference somehow and I've shared this before, but I, I so distinctly remember when I was at university and I didn't know what to do. And I remember walking through the stacks in Fisher Library at Sydney University and just walking through these kind of rows and rows of all these old, old books, some of them, you know, 400 years old and just feeling like, wow, like this person, you know, we are still reading their work, studying their work. They're still making us feel emotion. We're still so connected with what they wanted to share with the world. And I wanted to be able to create something that left a leaving impression like that. And that's why this podcast is called Imprint. That is why my shop is called Imprint House, because, you know, it's so important to me. And I think it's so important to any creative that you connect with what is your imprint? What is the thing that makes you different? What is the thing that um, will leave a positive impact on the world? And, you know, even if it's like you're, you're making someone's day a little bit brighter or a little bit easier or whatever it is for you, um, that you're creating that emotional connection. I feel that that is, is such a beautiful gift. And I think that as creatives, that is our gift to the world you know, we can make an impact and, you know, we shouldn't discount that. So for me, when I heard that kind of that one sentence that, you know, really gutted me and really, um, you know, it, it kind of made me feel so small, but it also allowed me to grow because I'm the kind of person that when I, when I hit a challenge, or when I hit a hurdle, or when I come up against a barrier. Sometimes, you know, I have a moment of like, oh, I feel terrible, or I have a little bit of a pity party for myself. But I'm actually the type of person, and I'm not sure where this comes from, but I mean, my mom's kind of quite tough within herself. Maybe it's from my mom. But I kind of, I pick myself up and I go, okay, I'm going to show them, like, I'm going to make this even better. I'm going to do this. And there's something within me that fires up and I want to prove myself. I want to know that I can do it. Like, I just, like, it drives me and it just, it pushes me to think like, I'm going to make this work and I'm going to find a way. And, and so that kind of crushing sentence was actually the thing that then propelled me into action. And do you know, the truth is, that 
If I had got that book proposal and they thought, okay, we'll run with that, I probably would still be imitating and I'd be chasing and copying, not, you know, not literally copying, but you understand what I mean. Um, what other people who I looked up to were doing. And now I feel like I'm completely in my own lane. I'm doing what I love. I'm creating the types of spaces that really resonate with me. And for me, I think as a creative, it is, it is what is ultimately we all kind of need to grow and become how we become self-actualized as creatives and how we create our best work and how we leave a leaving lasting impression. So for me, I wanted to share this with you because sometimes we face challenges and I want to encourage you that, you know, if you face a challenge to pick yourself up and just keep going. And I also want to share with you that connecting with what makes you unique <laughs> That's really tricky to say. Connecting with what makes you unique is so powerful and it is what is going to help you stand out. And for me, learning and knowing and connecting with my own personal signature style was transformative. It transformed the way that I showed up. It transformed the way that I created spaces. It transformed how I showed up when I went into style people's homes. It transformed the way that I styled my own home and created my own spaces. And it quite literally transformed the results that I got. My book that I created as part of that proposal that ended up getting published, This Is Home, has now sold well over 100,000 copies around the world. It has been a bestseller consistently on Amazon in the sort of top five to 10 books for interiors for over five years now. And I've gone on to create other books that have had similar success. And, you know, I can't believe that the thing that I so desperately wanted more than anything, I always wanted to create a book that was like the thing that was deep in my heart that I was not only able to do it once, but I've done it now four times. And so I wanted to share this with you because we all face challenges, but we get to a point where we have to make a decision and we have to make a decision about, are we going to allow ourselves to go to that next level? Are we going to make a decision to step up to who we need to become? And are we going to really take ourselves seriously and our creativity seriously? Or are we just going to stay small, stay apologetic? And when we do that, quite frankly, you know, that's when we really struggle to make an impact. It's a struggle when we, it's, it's when we struggle to be seen. So when you live small, when you show up small, then you struggle to be seen. Whereas when you um, really step up, then that is when you start to get noticed and you start to create that impact and you start to, you know, really cut through. And the things that you thought were like your biggest dream, not only do they become a reality, but then you keep growing from there. And then you look back and you think, oh yeah, I did that. And it sort of seems almost insignificant. And I have to sometimes catch myself because I think, 
wow, I can't believe that I actually did this. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh yeah, I've, I've done four books and I, I, I rarely talk about it. I mean, when, um, when I meet people through the school or through different things and they say, so what do you do? And I usually just say something like, I'm a writer. Sometimes I don't even say I'm a stylist, which is terrible because, you know, because I just think depending on the context, people don't really understand. I say I work in interiors because people don't always understand what styling is. And I'm such an introvert. I don't really like talking about myself when I'm in kind of, you know, family settings or like with school settings. And, um, or I might say I'm a writer and my husband will say, she's published four books. And (laughs) I would never say that to somebody, you know, like, but I know within myself, I've got that confidence within myself that I did it. You know, I did the thing that I said I was going to do. I did the thing that was always on my heart and I followed my dreams and I made them a reality. And so I just wanted to share this with you because I know that we all face challenges. We all have our own roadblocks. And, you know, for me, that challenge actually became the, the, an opportunity. It became an opportunity for me to create quite literally my best work because that book is still, it sells more than all of the other books. Um, it is like, it really is in many ways, my legacy. And I'm so proud of that book that, you know, I still get people send me photos from all around the world, like Iceland and Mexico and Russia. We actually had someone come into the shop at Imprint House the other day and said um, they were visiting from Russia and my husband, he had been speaking to them and saying about the books. Then she said, oh, yes, I've already bought all of um, Natalie's books. I bought them in Moscow. So, you know, it's just like incredible to think about that. And, um, you know, so I just wanted to share that if you have a dream, if you have a dream to work inside, you know, in the world of interiors, I really encourage you to, to know that it is possible for you. And, you know, I started out not knowing how I was going to channel that creativity. And I just took, took one step at a time. And I, when I faced a challenge, I kept moving forward. And for those of you who have taken my free class for the Styling Masterclass and are curious to go to that next level and really pursue your dream, I just want to remind you that enrollments are actually closing this week. So I would love to help you follow your dream. I have so many people who join it who actually do want to at some stage create a book. We go into that and of course, how to develop your own signature style and really connect with what you want to do and take your interiors to the next level. So just wanted to let you know that that option is available. I will put the link in the show notes um, or you can go to nataliewalton.com forward slash the styling masterclass if that is on your heart. But whatever you are on your journey, I just want you to know that, you know, sometimes those challenges that we face and we think that it is a roadblock, it is actually just a stepping stone to your next level of growth. And as I said, I'd love to help you grow into your creativity and to that next part of your journey, if that is on your heart and you're ready to go to that next level. So it's a bit of a different episode. I hope that it meets you where you're at and it's the the message that you need to hear right now. I feel like at the moment, and it's amazing, I think it's because my brain is attuned to this, but I keep having things happen that I need to hear right now. 
And even something silly like recently for Design and Grow, I was um, I was having to learn how to share a presentation via Canva on Zoom because I don't usually do it via that platform. I usually, when I do my free classes, I do it via a different platform. And I actually find the interface of Zoom really clunky and I could do a whole podcast about that, but I'm not going to do that right now. And um, anyway, I watched, um, I was doing some, you know, YouTube searching and I found this video and this, this woman, and she was this older woman and um, she must have created at the start of COVID or that, those early days of COVID because it was like an incredibly high ranked YouTube video. She had something like 111,000 people had watched this video about how to share presentations on Zoom. And um, I thought it's, it's interesting how, you know, we get so much in our bubble and, you know, there are people out there who, you know, she had her own program as most people who do share on YouTube, you know, they, it's like, this is a little taste of what I can teach you. And, you know, you can go deeper. And I thought, wow, for somebody, she is their like ideal teacher. You know, she's not right for me. I felt like the, you know, but she, what she shared was fine. But I thought that, you know, how we all have someone who is that right person for us. And, um, anyway, the next day, literally that I was doing some, um, one-to-one sessions with people within design and grow. One of the, the women in the program is she's actually, um, quite a bit older. She's in her seventies and she was actually an amazing woman. She's had a career of working, um, as a counselor and doing retreats for like 40 years and has a wealth of experience. And it was amazing to talk to her. I really loved talking to her. And it was amazing because I had, and I told her, I said, you know, you can do this. Like I think, and I actually think that she's got a book in her. I feel like she's got so much knowledge and experience. And, and so we were talking about that and I was telling her about this woman that I'd seen on YouTube. And I said, I think you should have a YouTube channel. You know, you could, for, for the right person, you are their ideal person because you've got all this experience and all this wisdom. And she said, I actually do have a YouTube channel. I just haven't really been posting. And I said, do it. Like, I really think you should do it. And, um, and similarly, it was like that morning I'd been listening to a podcast with this woman who similarly had, um, she was quite a bit older. She was, um, in her seventies again, and she had this amazing breadth of experience and knowledge. And I really loved hearing about her story. And so again, I felt like, you know, I do feel like we hear things for a certain reason. The fact that in the course of that week, I'd listened to this podcast with this um, woman who had, you know, was older than me and had more experience and that I really got so much value out of that. And that I had watched this YouTube with this woman who was quite a bit older than me as well. And again, like it really sort of made me think, wow, you know, there's, there's someone out there for everyone. And, and then I had this consult with this, um, woman in my program to be able to share that with, with them. So I really do believe that we all hear things when we need to hear them. And maybe it's that we're more open and receptive to that, or we can connect the dots. So for some of you, I feel like you'll be listening to this and it will be the exact thing you need to hear. And I know that for me, I was crushed when I heard that one sentence, but it really did change the trajectory of my life. And so my hope is that something of what I've shared with you has really connected with you and given you a little bit more confidence to try, you know, try again, or to go and do something 
that is going to help you make the progress towards what you have on your heart. So I hope that this episode, even though it's a little bit different, has met you where you are and it's the message that you need to hear today. And um, like I said, for those of you who are interested in the Styling Masterclass, you can go and check that out, link in the show notes. But otherwise, I will see you and hopefully be in your earbuds the same time next week. Have a beautiful week. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. Imprint.